Hello, Andrew here, Dungeon Master and Director of the Nobody Wake the Bugbear podcast. This episode marks our one-year podcasting anniversary, and I wanted to take some time to express our heartfelt appreciation to everyone that has listened so far. It has been a great journey sharing our Dungeons & Dragons campaign with you and knowing that there's an audience pushes us to improve our game not only for ourselves, but for all of you as well. I spend countless hours every week editing and preparing for the show, probably too much as the guys say, but when I ask myself if it is all worth it, all I need to do is listen to the finished product and it fills me with pride. Well done to my players Josh, Doug and John for being so consistent and putting their heart and soul into their characters every single session. I think we can get on with the show now, so remember to find us on our social accounts at NWTB Podcast, where you'll get to see John's amazing artwork, and we also have a Twitter at NWT Bugbear. Without further ado, we hope you enjoy Nobody Wake the Bugbear, Ghosts of Gauntlegrim, Season 3. Hello and welcome back to Nobody Wake the Bugbear. We are an actual play podcast from Perth, Australia. We are back. Season 3 of our Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition campaign, Ghosts of Gauntlegrim, begins now. I am Andrew, the all-powerful Dungeon Master, and joining me at the table are the puny players. Josh. Yes, I am Josh. I am the titular bugbear. I have a problem with the word titular, but I think it's uh, appropriate in this case. And next we have Doug. The very puny and very mortal Doug. Hi, I am Doug. Thank you for listening. And finally, we have John. I'm John. The podcast might be called Nobody Wake the Bugbear, but the current campaign is called Ghosts of Gauntlecrim. And you can thank me for supplying the ghosts. Did you just say Gauntlecrim? Did you say Gauntlecrim? That's a very... Yeah, you did. You can redo well, it. I edit. No, that's, that works perfectly because he's a criminal. My so character is... Crim. My character is, in fact, a rogue. Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. I didn't do it. it I saved you. Don't worry. No, brace it. grimace it on and, that intro. Take it and run with it. <laughs> the quality is clearly hang improved. On, hang on. <laughs> he did the silence did motion the with his hands. How are we all doing, gentlemen? Did we all enjoy the break? Yep. No, I actually didn't enjoy the break. I wanted to get back to it. Yeah. I think a two-week break is enough between yeah. sessions, especially as poignant as our game here. How about everyone else? You can cut it out if you don't release it, but I was very happy to play some Mothership. I quite enjoyed that. That was fun. People will be listening to this after our run of Mothership, which, uh, which has already been released. I hope you enjoyed it, everyone. I loved it. I very much enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Maybe we'll do some Mothership more in the future. You can bring Would you back like that? that? How do you feel about that? Yeah. How do you feel, audience? Yes. Leave us some Vote, comments. Yes, subscribe. Audience. Leave some comments. Audience. All right. Please tell us now. <laughs> Please tell us something. Everyone, <laughs> talk to me. For our new listeners, what would you say our brand or style of play is for those just catching us now? We don't Incorrect. Okay. okay so, do that again. For new listeners, I should warn them that we often try to strike a balance of goofing off with serious role play. So while there may be jokes... They will be sacrificed in the name of poignancy when we can. It's obviously quite hard to pull that off at the table, but we try our very best. Just imagine Ned Flanders bringing over nachos, but they're actually cucumber slices. We, we, like, um, we like to be a little bit more law heavy and mm. follow the, the rules as written 
instead of just making yeah. shit up. Exactly. So. That's the that's the source of pride in this podcast is we are the most raw, we're one of the most raw podcasts in you know like RIW. And we, we want to tell a serious narrative yes. story, and we want the rules of the game to allow to emerge that sort of story. So instead of just making things up, we want the dice to tell the story. Yes, there is we, no fudging at this table. No fudging. No fudging. No fudging, but heavy. Um, semi-intermittent uh, derailing of the serious narrative. Yes, there may be yes. some derailing, but at our at heart, we want to go deep into character roleplay and really mm. feel... Deep. Go deep. Audience, you can feel not so safe as you might in a podcast you know is tightly scripted. However, you can also know that when extremely gratifying moments of narrative culmination happen, they are happening organically and honestly via the rolls of the dice. As we're about to find out like soon. A, like a certain scaly friend of ours rolling exactly the right, perfect amount yeah. of dice. Or some certain important yeah. saves you're about to make. To get Doug. up and decapitate a snake. And it was awesome. And you don't get that when you fudge. You just don't get that. All right. Also for any new listeners, it is our plan to have each season be a launching pad to begin listening to the show. Feel free to start at any first episode of each season and you'll still know the basics of what's going on and who everyone is. So you can feel free to jump in at season one, two or three. With that said, what better way to sum up the season two than with a poem? Take it away, John. Five have sought the mithril doors of Gauntlegrim through fire, facing foes of dreadful strength with less than they require. One an exiled beast of woe, stepping through the shadows. Robes and beads and fur he bears, and seldom ever bellows. One a thief of ancient blood, whom dwarven ghosts have beckoned. Magpie-bearded, amber-eyed, and charming, so he reckoned. One a girl, with dwarf eyes bright, her magic fingers timid. Oft forgotten, always needed, yet loyal with no limit. One a son of fury and of old draconic blood. Secrets neath his blue scales tell of shattered brotherhood. One an orphan, heart of gold, with many names and voices. Seeking his revenge he plots, but makes some foolish choices. Five have passed through darkness long, and dragon's den and cavern. Long they've walked without a bed or warmth of any tavern. In the Battle of the Lake they made strange friends and foes, kobolds, drow, and ashmadai, and deep things no one knows. Five have sought the mithril doors, with less than they require. Will they triumph? Will they die? By water, or by fire? Beautiful work, John. It's elusive. Just beautiful work. I love it. However, this will be off pod. You missed that. No, I didn't. I swapped them. He swapped them. Oh, you swapped he them. He flipped him with Mark. I put oh. Mark last. Okay, cool. In case he dies. In case he dies. <laughs> All right. Because then we can cut him. I like the idea of um, each season having like a season title. Yeah. And then season two's title is by water or by fire. All right, would everyone like to go around the table and describe your character's appearance, their class, any special items they are carrying, and lastly, what the hell they are doing under the mountains northeast of Neverwinter? 
We'll start with the titular bugbear, Josh, who is called... His name is Kabias. He is a dark brown furred bugbear, quite long-limbed, muscular, although not necessarily in the I lift weights kind of way, but he is being a hand-to-hand kind of combat bugbear. He's quite lean as well. He wears grey robes with red monk beaded necklace and he keeps with him a trusty staff made of silver and in goblin uh, the words of his order. And he is currently in the mountain to assist the party with finding Gauntlegrim as part of his mission from the Watchers. He is uh, he's a monk. He's a level 7 monk. He's got uh, boots of elvenkind, which help him move very silently. In fact, with no noise from movement whatsoever, which comes in handy. I don't know what else. What else you would want to endless decanter of water. Decanter of oh, endless yeah, water. decanter of endless water. Which we're in a lake now, so <laughs> water. We don't need water. Yeah, at the moment he's in hand-to-hand combat with a giant squid monster. So that's that's the most terrifying and exciting thing of the And we'll the definitely moment. get to that soon. How about you, John? Who are you playing? What are their appearance, their class, and any special items, and what they are doing here? Fentok is a dwarf who looks like he didn't get the memo. He is the opposite of stout. A big dwarf head and broad dwarf shoulders, but his body is stick thin. He's in possession of a mischievous expression with big gold amber eyes and heavy bags under sharp, handsome eyebrows, a hawk-like face with a nose to match and magpie colours, ink-black hair, choppily cut, sits as a nest of spikes on his head, and a modest beard turns from black to white. His skin is pale and sleepless, with no joviality in it, as though he has seen a ghost. That face is usually hidden beneath the shifty hood of a fawn cloak stolen from a high-end store in Neverwinter. Stolen with ease by roguish fingers well-trained from his time among a band of thieves, tutored by his adopted father, the human master criminal, Jen Lake. For a long time, Fintok's only connection to his dwarf heritage was his reverence to his notorious maternal grandfather, Bartok Falismet. Fintok took his name carried the old rogue's image, and eschewed anything else of his heritage, except perhaps a genetic disposition for being short and hairy and being fond of shiny things. But there's more in his blood than that. His blood is the blood of the great dwarf kings of old. Their ghosts have tormented him and beckoned him to the secret city that so many dwarves have dreamed of seeing, lost Gauntlegrim, the city in the songs, the city of longing. The ghosts of Gauntlegrim have called many, but fate has determined that the first to reach it is the thief who tried to forget where he came from. He's Fintok. In his bags, he carries the crafted image of his grandfather and his mentor, also a magical gift, a chime of opening, given to him by the more noble of his kin who have sought the doors. They are dead. He is what remains of their quest. He's Fintok. He's an heir of Delzoon, and the city of Gauntlegrim awaits him, but the gates are shut and sealed. They are dead. Moving on. They are dead. You are a level 7 rogue, by the way. I'm a level 7 rogue. I implied that I was a rogue, but explicitly I'm a level 7 rogue at the moment. And you have a crossbow. And my main weapon is a crossbow. That is magical, is it not? I have, it's called Seeker. It's a plus 1 crossbow as a gift given to me by Kobias. I also have a plus 1 short sword blessed by a dwarf shrine in a smithy. Lastly, we have Doug. Doug, who are you playing? I am playing Ark Winterheart, a level 7 wizard with a touch of sorcery. He's a young man, 
from noble upbringings, very soft looking, but still covered in scars from the last month and a bit of action that he's been seeing. Apart from that, he's very bland looking, like you could stick him in any lineup and he would just blend in with everyone around him. Longish hair that's getting a bit out of control. Fine clothing, very elegant. A long grey cloak that goes down past his knees. And a little tricorn hat on his head. He is a part of an organisation called the Grey Cloaks, which is um, trying to overrun the current rulers of Neverwinter. And he is their spy. Do you have any special items or Yes, I've, I've quite a few. Uh, I'm currently holding the party's... Um, what do you call it? Uh, bag of holding? Bag of holding, as well as a helm of comprehend languages and a ring of featherfall and a mysterious wand. Next, we have two more characters, which I will describe now. First, we have Kilgrax, the blue dragonborn paladin of vengeance. He is level six paladin, level one warlock. He is a big stoic blue badass. He was the player character of our other member of the podcast, JT, who had to leave the podcast earlier in season two. I hope I have been role-playing him as JT would have wanted. Would you all agree? Yeah, he's doing a good job. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Doug. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Lastly, the fifth member of our party, we have Anastasia. The DMPC. (laughs) Sidekick. (laughs) She is a sidekick as per Tasha's rule set that gives you rules for characters that can join the party and assist them. She is the lovely dwarf assistant to Magritte Ashgut, who you all met towards the end of season one at the Seekers camp. She has fair features for a dwarf, long black hair that she keeps tied up as to not get in her eyes as she's reading her many books and notes she carries with her. She went from a random NPC to an important party member and sidekick, and I doubt you would have made it this far without her. As we are never allowed to forget. Yes, as I constantly remind you. I mean, she's no gavel, but we still like her. She's, she's been pretty good. That mage armor she casts on you, Doug, was invaluable in the last combat. <laughs> yeah, invaluable. Yes, I need it. Made a boatload of difference in the end. Yeah, of course. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> that is all the main characters of the show. There is nothing left to say, but are you ready? Yes. 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 Excellent. I would say that um, just anecdotally that the mage armor was able to protect him from everything numbers and fractions yeah for his own stupidity <laughs> yes we will learn more about that very soon there, as I play the music Ghosts of Gauntgrim season 3 begins now The date is the 2nd of Hammer, 1480, Dale Reckoning. 
The Year of Deep Water Drifting The battle for the mithril doors of Gauntlegrim rages on, minute after agonising minute, deep within the bowels of Mount Hotnow. Cobias, at the far north of the Grand Cavern, you stand at the bank of a dark lake, your right foot submerged in the unnaturally cold water. A short distance away, you see the two giant dwarf statues standing guard either side of the mithril doors of Gauntlegrim. Standing guard at the front of the doors is a twisted, unnatural beast, the unholy union of squid and spider. Its shell-covered core has six small rubbery legs which it used to lumber its massive bulk onto land. This creature, the Watcher in the lake, put here by the Abolithic Sovereignty to guard the doors, locks four of its spider-like eyes upon you. The other four desperately scan the area for threats. The door themselves sealed shut by a wall of ice conjured from the creature's magic. Zidane, the bold leader of the remaining Ashmedai cultists, trapped for months within the mountain, now leads his two remaining followers Steve and Carl, out of the Grand Cavern. Their part in this battle is over. They seek to escape the Inferno or die trying. Kilgrax. Near the Ashmedai camp to the west of the cavern, Kilgrax rushes towards the shouts of a worried Anastasia. Anastasia, the stout dwarf mage, hearing Ark's enraged yell, dashes in the darkness towards the far east of the cavern. The towering statue of Moradin watches with unmoving eyes as she passes. Fintok, like a spider you cling to the roof of the cavern, the magical potion still working its magic through your boots. You navigate the hanging stalagmites, you can hear Anastasia's frantic breaths as she sprints towards the east. Quarthus, Unconscious and bound, the mysterious Shadakai wizard lay still on the cold stone floor, unaware of his dark fate that awaits, captive by the drow. The drow. Maya of House Zolaren and her veteran guard Vandrev stand with their backs against a ruined building far to the east of the cavern. They are not going to return to the Underdark empty-handed, and two wizards would make a fine prize. Ark Winterheart As Vandrev's vicious blow racks your head, you pull forth the strength of the grave and remain wobbling on your feet. Smiling through bloodied teeth, you reach into your coat, pull out a potion of poison, and drink it. It is round 26. Ark, you are poisoned, unconscious, and dying. And that is the end of your turn. Fintok, it is your turn. <sighs> Anastasia! Where's Ark? Fintok, he's over near the east. The, the drow have got him, I think. He hasn't come back. <laughs> I whip my head around, blinking in the darkness, trying to feel out where the east is, given that I'm on the ceiling. I can hear, I've just heard Ark shout at them not too long ago. 
I, I grit my teeth. The blackness of the lake is far below me with my head pointed down towards it from my position on the ceiling. If I leapt into the water, I would be able to better navigate from the ground. But Fintok is deathly afraid of dark water. It is his deepest fear, which has not escaped him these past few days. And you are 60 feet in the air. And I'm on 60 the feet in the air. My only hope is to shoot at the drow from the ceiling. Resolved, determined, exhausted, frustrated, I run in the direction of the sound that I heard towards the east. First 25 feet. I pass out from the scope of the lake and now can look up and see the floor of the cavern. You see Maya the Drow and Quarthus close by. Maya is looking down at something on the ground, but you cannot see what she is looking at. I consider for a moment the irony of the fact that Fintok has always personally had quite a thing for Drow women. (laughs) Just another indication of how disconnected he is from the proud people of his own blood. He was thinking about possibly chatting up this Drow woman. But that possibility seems to have faded now. And he takes a shot at her. Oh. I take a shot with my light crossbow. First roll of the game, ladies and gentlemen. Of the new season. I haven't used my dash yet, have I? You have only moved 25 feet towards her. Actually, you can hide behind one I'll take of the a bonus action. I'll take a bonus action hide first. Roll it. This will be your first roll. Is it advantage because I'm on the ceiling and they have no reason to suspect that I'm up there? No, it's just... Give it a good roll. You'll get it. 12. You beat her passive perception in darkness. I then get an advantage to my roll. You may have advantage. I will roll with my newest dice and my oldest. My newest d20 and my oldest d20 together. The newest dice win. That's a 24. Easy. Easily a hit, John. I then roll 1d8 plus 4d6. I finally have four sets of dice, so I can do that. (laughs) You rolled 3d6. I rolled four. These four. That's 19, because it's also plus four piercing. That's 19. 19 points of damage. 19 points of damage. Please explain how you kill Maya. (laughs) (laughs) I am completely shocked that this shot was enough to take her down. So I shoot, perhaps expecting to get her attention, bracing myself. And instead, she just freezes in the air and falls down face forwards. And I scoff. (laughs) I sniff and I yell, Ark, are you all right? But I hear no reply. Doug? Ark is not alright. Is that your turn, Fintok? Unless I have any more movement, then it's my turn. You've got a bonus, don't you? I just I used it for sneak, for uh, stealth. Ah. So that's the end of my turn, perched on the ceiling. Fintok, you end your turn far to the north, just near the gates of Gauntlegrim. The silver mithril doors. Uh, I'm not far to the north, I'm to the south. No, after you finish your turn. Your turn is over, Fintok. Yeah, he said, Fintok, you finish your turn far to the north. Yeah, it was comma. Sounded like one yeah, comma. Yeah. Yeah. sentence. Fintok, you finish your turn. Comma. 
Far to the north, the watcher in the lake, who is not in the lake, it is on land, in front of the mithril doors. Firstly rolls a d6. Then it moves 20 feet towards the bank of the lake and fires a ray of frost at Kobias. Twenty-two. Yeah, that hits. Kobias, you take twelve points of cold damage. And that is its turn. It is now Kilgrax's turn. Kilgrax loses sight of Anastasia to the east, moves to the east thirty feet, sees her, and dashes right up to her. What's happening? Where's Ark? Where's Fintok? Kilgrax, Fintok is on the roof. I heard him take a shot. Ark is trouble somewhere. The drow have got him. Very well. Keep dashing. It is Quarthus's turn. He is rendered unconscious by the drow poison and remains so. Zidane. Zidane keeps dashing to the north, ready to leave the combat. Kobias, it is your turn. You see, 60 feet away, just at the bank, to the east, the Watcher. What do you do? Having just been hit by the cold, how do you Mm. feel? Can you survive another barrage? Do you dash towards the door? It's exactly the same. First of all, I drink a healing potion. Excellent. Greater healing? Normal? Uh, No, I've only got the normal one left. I've already used the greater. All right. So... (sighs) 10 points of healing. That is pretty good. That negates most of the damage. So, yes, if I take another one, I I might live. (laughs) Really? You're that close? Oh, you mean the potion, if you take another potion? Oh, no. If I take another hit, I will probably still live. Okay. So, what are you you thinking? What are you thinking? What's Kobias got in his mind? You're isolated from the rest of your people. Ain't that the tooth? He's probably just debating the... um the likelihood of, of getting either away or being able to finish the fight if you wanted to. So if I like use all my abilities and movement, I could probably get about 105 feet in the opposite, like to the east. Or I could try and shadow step over to the islands and then use my movement to get onto the main land bank. It looks like the squid, the watcher, is lumbering back towards the water, mm. hopefully trying to get some cover. It looks very wounded. It's dripping black blood across the floor, dragging its limbs across. But I am within range of it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly 60 (laughs) feet. Yes. (laughs) Come on. It's the first episode of the season. Come on. You can do it. Oh, God. This is terrifying. So... I'm going to... Are you going to take the shot? We have to kill this thing. Yeah, but I'm going to... Can you afford to let it slink back into the water? I'm going to take the shot. It's just I only get literally one. You get two attacks? No, I've used my action to drink a potion. Oh, so you get no attacks? No, I don't get any attacks. But you still have your extreme amount of movement, as you said. I do. I do. Don't do anything foolish. I know a second ago I was telling you to risk your life, but don't do anything foolish. I'm, I'm sure if I moved... Don't leave me alone out 40, down here. 45 feet and, 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 and use my bonus action punch. I could I could deal an amazing amount of damage with one single punch. Right, guys? Right? You're a right? Monk. You're a monk. I'm yeah. a monk. 
One one attack. <laughs> one maybe not. You get off a stun. One attack. He doesn't have the key points. Do you have one left for your level up? He's bug one punch bear. Uh, I do get another key point. <laughs> one punch bear. Yeah. So you've got one at the moment. Yeah. Out of seven. So what I'm gonna do is that there's a little island in it down there as well. I'll just give you the lay of the land. That island to the south of you is about feet. seventy feet. And the ones you always hop across usually to the west are only 40 feet and 60 feet. Mm. See, my thing is if I had the light spell, I would so use it <laughs> right now. Yes, you are in complete darkness at the moment. The only light is really coming from the, the mithril doors, which are even muted by the ice wall covering them. So what I'm going to do is I'll transport to that island there. That will get you 60 feet or 55 rather to the west. And you are near and then the far I'm bank. I'm going to try and get across by walking, swimming. Yeah, I'll, I'll do a, a. I'll jump as far as I can and swim the rest. Okay, so you jump in the water um, and use double your movement to swim another ten feet. So, so you have around five to ten feet left of movement left because um, it's difficult terrain in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah but my, I can jump like fifteen feet. Fifteen? Then you have another fifteen feet to move. So I'm going to use that to go... Uh, I'm trying to figure out how far I've moved. So 5, 10, 15, and then it's another 10. So that's 25 feet that I've moved. So I get 20 feet. The water was double movement. So that Yeah, no, I was, I, was, I was adding double movement. I just couldn't remember figure out how far I was moving in the water. Was I moving 5 or 10? 10 after you've jumped, yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll just go south. South 15. Sure. That is done. You can no longer see the watcher. If I could go, sorry, southwest, because I don't want to sure. go right along the edge of the water. Five feet? Where it can... Done. Yeah. Is that your turn? The uh, first turn, for now. turn of season three. The first turn of season three. Let's Staying alive. go to Maya. <laughs> we are at Maya. Maya is dead. <laughs> <laughs> and Doug is very happy. A bit of a... A bit of a... If Ark could see this... <laughs> Yeah, if only Ark was alive to see he it. He would have a grin on his face. <laughs> Imagine if he hadn't funny. drunk the poison. Yeah, look, I did what I did and I thought and it was And just cool. seen her have this heroic moment of... Like, that is a beautifully heroic moment. The whole of the Holy last... shit. The whole of the epi last episode of the previous season was me getting ready for this amazing moment where Ark thinks he's going to die and then yeah. she drops. You've done it. You've killed Myra yeah. in one shot. This is the chance of actually saving your friend Ark. Vandrev looks at Maya, with rage, cool rage in his face, sees her dead body, looks down at Ark, and says, I will repay you in kind. Ah, oh, good. And he stabs you with a short sword. It is a critical hit automatically, and you automatically take two death saves. Everything is fine. Then Vandrev moves 30 feet to the east, towards the exit into the Underdark. And it is Anastasia's turn. Continuing with, his, with her course of action, she dashes 50 feet to the east. She can see Fintok in the roof. And she says, Fintok, do you see Ark? Is he okay? I don't know. He is not replying. We have to move. This is as far as I can go. Round 26 is done. It is round 27. Ark, you take poison damage. You fail a death save automatically. Wait, let me roll first. And you are permanently dead. I might roll a 20. It's the start of my turn. Okay. You never know. 
It's close. It was very close. I rolled a 17. Ark, you are permanently dead. Yeah. What is Ark's last thought as the poison courses through his veins and finishes, rips him away from his life? In his mind, he dreams, his final dreams. He does not feel the pain that his body is enduring. He hears a whisper, a woman. He recognises it, though he's never heard it. It's a dead voice of a dead goddess. She tells him to go peacefully to her. He does, and he dreams. The floor begins to rock. The smell of salt fills his nose. He hears men singing a shanty. His father placing a familiar-looking tricorn hat on his head. He cannot hear what he says, but he remembers it. A flash. Then he's home. His home. He sits at a table. His hands are small. He's perhaps ten, he does not remember. His sister is across from him, pulling faces and trying to annoy him. His parents sit either side of this large table. They talk, and again, the words just do not reach him. Then there is flame. There is smoke. He is coughing. The lungs sting. His eyes water. He can't breathe. He hears men chasing him. As he and his sister rushes, they run up the stairs. They know they can escape. They must climb down the vines that lead outside of her window. The men banging on the door. Screams fill his ears as they cry. He cries. And then another flash. He's on the streets. Starving. It is his 12th birthday. He has a small amount of coins that he stole from people or conned off them. His sister is there. She gives him something. Happy birthday, Lun. He takes a look at what she hands him. It's a hat. A grey hat. A tricon. On the inside, a familiar symbol. An hourglass is imposed upon a flame. The symbol of the burning flare family. This hat was his father. Sydney explains to him how she saved her coins after she saw it sitting in a pawn shop. He smiles, tears running down his cheeks. There is another flash and he is on the streets. A man stands before him. He is about twelve still, basically skin and bones. He distracts the man and as he does, he takes something from him, swiping a book from him. He runs off. Hopefully the book is worth some gold. He remembers his debt he owes his sister for his birthday and has planned to come up with something equally as good. As he opens the book, he sees weird scribblings and gibberish. He thinks to himself, For fuck's sakes! No one will want a bunch of madmen's scribblings. These boys appear in this alleyway. They are the same boys that have been harassing him for years now. They want what he has got. The man steps out from the shadows. Leave or perish. Flames dance across his hands and the boys run. He faces London. You show promise, boy. Clever for a little rat. Come with me. Another flash. He made great strides with his magic abilities. So has his sister. But now they stand, opposed from one another. Their instructor had left many months prior. They look at each other, not saying a word. Standing next to his sister is a man. Arlon Bladesinger. An asshole in Ark's eyes. The leader of a new sub-faction. The Nashers. To his right 
He's Lieutenant Kazov. London stands ready as well, standing alongside the newly formed Grey Cloaks. Scared that Arlon's violence and approach towards Neverember will destroy his city and leave his people in ruins. Sydney, ever the hothead and never the patient, does not deal with the politics of the Grey Cloaks and the Ark's spywork. He worries about her now. Worries she'll become another terrorist. Flash. He's in a crypt. He's been ordered to spy out on the Nashes and see why they want so many dead bodies. And if the rumors that they are working alongside the Thay are true, he is invisible, sneaking past a bunch of skeletons. And as he walks around the bend, he sees a strange band. In the front, a bugbear and a strange-looking dwarf. Maybe they can help. Let's go say hi. What's the worst that can happen? Now he is in the darkness. The voice reappears and calls for him. He touches his symbol, a pointed down triangle containing a swirl of mist. Everything is mist. All around him, mist. He follows the voice and laments on things that he failed to achieve. But a smile grows upon his face as he thinks, at least I got one more up on that bitch. And as he stumbles off, he hums to himself. And that is the end of London Burning Flare. Fintok, it is your turn. What do you do? Can I see the drow wizard running away? The drow veteran? Yes, the, the drow swordsman. Veteran. He has exited your vision. You could not see he was there before. You can see Maya laying on the cold floor. Well, I'm still running towards Ark, so I'll go in that direction still. 25 feet yes. towards Maya. You now see Ark unconscious on the floor. You do not know his condition. How high is the building off of the ground, roughly? 20 feet are the remnants of the dilapidated buildings, the walls still standing. Could I try and move above and try and land on one of the walls, on the tops of one of the walls using like an acrobatics, so that if I drop, it's not dead to the ground? You can drop onto the ceiling, off the ceiling 60 feet high. Yeah. It's curving down now, so it's about 40 feet high now as it goes down towards the walls. Yep. However, you will take 2d6 falling damage if you want to land on the wall. Can I see the veteran now? You can. I look down at Ark, and I think to myself, either he's unconscious or he's dead. If I know Drow, he's dead. <laughs> I shoot at the veteran fleeing, and I yell, Come back here! You but- want a stealth? I guess technically I should, yeah. You may. There's enough stalactites cover to at least hide behind if you roll well. That's 21. You do roll well, and you may make your attack with advantage. That is a 23. That is a hit. Eighteen damage. You hit Vandrev in the chest, and he reels back. Ah! Stumbles for a second, but remains on his feet. He is still up. Come on, then! Come on, web hair! He stares daggers. 
You are now visible in the ceiling. I hold my arms wide like this, standing. <laughs> you call yourself a spider? You can't even do this, can you? Yeah, you got him there. <laughs> Is that your turn? Yeah. Going back to the Watcher in the lake. I will roll a d6. And then I will enter the water. And I will submerge. The mighty sploosh. And that is its turn. Splunk. Kilgrax rushes and dashes towards the east. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's what I was pointing at. That's what I was fucking pointing at. Shh. So in... No spoilers. This is what happened, people. I use a virtual battle map and we're using Foundry. And I have meticulously planned the whole cavern. I put little digital walls that stop fog of war. Yeah. And just as Kilgrax moved hold on. past... Let, let me add some context first. For those of you who have not listened to the first two seasons, um, one of the primary antagonists is a flame drake called Carnathrax. We've had some dealings with Carnathrax in the past, and in the middle of season two, he announced to us through messaging that he was very angry with us and was sending his forces. He sent his forces, and we killed them all. And we're, we're squaring up to fight this spider squid now, and... In a freak accident of the map, <laughs> it clips down, and we just see just off the edge of the map where the main entrance to the cavern is, what is unmistakably a large flaming dragon. I completely missed that. I was Perched like, just I was beyond. Looking. So, as a dungeon master who likes to be prepared, I like to put my creatures off the map so I can drag them in so I don't have to search the repository for them. And I have put certain things I would may need or may not need to use. And unfortunately, in my hastiness to get ready, I overlooked making one of them invisible. <laughs> which I have now done and rectified the problem. But as John said, the characters got the message that someone might be coming, so there is a possibility. See, it's a shame because I hadn't seen it the first time round. And if yeah. I hadn't seen it, it would have been, if he, and he did show up, it would be... A surprise. A proper narrative surprise. But, <laughs> I, st I didn't see him the second time either. I was just like, where are you goes. guys going? I'd be surprised. Has it been that long? Haven't we, hasn't the last six episodes been all two minutes? Yeah. Yeah, but I've put it on <laughs> the map. Six. I've put it on the map yeah. just, in, like, just for the next hours and hours. Guys, and we're almost up to three minutes. Yeah. Three minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's been half a season since Fintok has made a joke. <laughs> yeah. That's the first joke he's made in half a season. <laughs> Kilgrax is done. He is next to Anastasia. He has dashed. He has nothing left to do. It is Quarthus's turn. He is still unconscious. It goes to Zidane. Zidane sees Kobias as he dashes towards him as they prepare to leave. What are you doing here, Kobias? I thought you were going through the doors. I was fighting the squid. Actually, I'm a human and blind. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't see you. <laughs> so never mind. He no, he's got light. He's but I do have light on my chest. Yeah. And, and well, no, he doesn't have light on his chest anymore. Yeah, he does. Oh, dark. It's not uh, concentration. It's an hour. It's not concentration. Ark did cast it less than an hour ago. He's still not close enough. <laughs> he is There's still no not range. close enough. But the dim light just barely hits you. I do believe it's forty feet. Correct. Uh, uh, I don't know. Shit, I don't know. We'll, we'll say he he sees. I thought it was ten of uh, ten of bright, ten of uh, ten further of dim. So it's twenty. Twenty. Let me just bring it up. Okay. 20 foot radius and then a 20 foot radius. Yeah. So 40. Oh, okay. 40. So he yeah, just yeah, yeah. sees your furry feet. So if he's paying enough attention, he'd see mm. like this grizzly. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. help that you're like 13 feet tall. And he's oh, also yeah. drunk <laughs> and in large potion. Oh, yeah, I'm also massive. <laughs> so that is his turn. <laughs> Kobias, it is now your turn. 
Booga booga booga! He just scares them. Zidane, I thought you'd left. I am leaving. That's the exit, you idiot. Wow, guy. <laughs> it's not like we didn't tell you where the exit was. Look, is everyone okay? You made it up this far. I have not seen anybody. They are all shouting about something down there. I yes. think they may need you. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to kind of sort out this squid situation, but I'll be there as soon as I can. Is uh, You haven't heard anything? Just yelling. Yeah, Something about, oh, Ark, Ark, uh, what's happened? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too dangerous here. I am taking my leftover men and I am going where it is safer to rest. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. What do you do? Um, so I will hopscotch back the way I came. Back the way you came? Hmm. Wait, wait, why? <laughs> but why? Well, I'm going to go down the south the other way. So you want to go back to the gates, the doors? Do you want to go back to the bank? Is that where you want to go? Just run south. You'll get there pretty quickly. You'll probably get there quicker if you just ran. Yeah, but all he knows is arc, arc something, and arc, arc's always mm. in something. So how do you want to do this, as someone would say? Um... I, I want to go back yeah. to the doors. Okay. Tobias is trying to accomplish a goal, which would, is to either kill the squid or open the doors. Would you like to go back the way you came in the same sort of order? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, here, jump 5, 10, 15, and then 10 feet onto the thing, and then 60 feet. Sure. I can expedite that because we've done it before. Yeah. And you shadow step right where you left off. Yep. Done. And I will probably dash with... My action, yeah, straight across to the doors, or towards the doors anyway. Hugging the wall, I expect. Well, I can only move another forty-five, so yeah, hugging the wall as for close sure. back as close to, to the, the wall, wall as, as I can. possible. Yeah, it is your turn, Vandrev. Still up. <sighs> what can he do? <laughs> <laughs> while while he considers, Ark uh, just uh, um, Doug, uh, Doug, just so you know, it's not because I dislike Ark, it's because I'm uh, assuming nothing actually bad's happened, that he's just put himself into some sort of silly oh, trouble. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm not worried about me, I'm worried about you. <laughs> you uh, running? You're nah, low on health and you're just hanging around the kills. <laughs> that's alright, I'm just gonna die. It's okay. <laughs> two, two in one game. Yeah, that's it. Double trouble. Vandrev will we'll aim for a TPK. Drops his short sword, picks out his hand crossbow, and shoots Quarthus. Quarthus? The oh, unconscious that's, wizard. Oh, that's How, he's further than 30 feet. That's a disadvantage, right? And he's prone. Yeah, he is prone. So either way. I rolled a 14 and a 20. <laughs> well, that Shit. Sucks. sucks to be you. And I miss. <laughs> what? Quarthus. Does he really? It's 14. Quarthus oh. has mage armor on. <laughs> and Vandrev goes, Nah, nah. Wait, did Vandreth roll to attack me, or did you it's just stab me? hit because he's incapacitated. Yeah, mm, yeah. Fucking duck. I will. One moment. It's not auto hit. It's an attack roll with advantage. Let me just. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Auto crit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> let me just. Uh, <laughs> let me. Let me see if I. Fuck let me this see up. if I fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hilarious. Fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. What does your mage armor give you? Fourteen. 14. <laughs> <laughs> well, fifteen plus. 15 plus. Natural yeah, yeah, 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I know I said well, I like doing it 
you know, we like the raw rules, and I'm glad we cleared that up. Thank you very much. Because <laughs> right. that would have bugged me so much. <laughs> <laughs> Bugbear. <laughs> so, you have to bear with it. 30 feet away, I have used my movement, Vandrev's movement, and I'm now just in the darkness of the corridor to the east. Anastasia's turn. Anastasia dashes once more, sees Fintok, sees Ark, and says, Fintok, I'll get my potion and I'll give it to Ark. Yes, you look after him. <laughs> Josh has got his finger up. Go on. <laughs> Say it, Josh. You have a diamond that she could use to revivify. She can't cast revivify. If she had she's a, a She's a wizard. If Wizards she was a level five cleric, level six cleric, sure. Level five. You get access to third level spells. She's a wizard. And she's oh, a side, that's she's right. a side she's chick. Not a cleric. She doesn't have third level spells. Yeah, that's she's right. Decided. She's not a cleric. For some reason, I thought she was a cleric. Nope. And Kilgrex, unfortunately, my, is a it's paladin. All she's got her potion. She can do it. But it, it, won't, is, it won't do much. But we all know. It'll just traumatize her. Ark, it is your turn. <laughs> just fuck her up mentally. Is there anything you would like to say again? I'll give you the chance. You're still in initiative, technically. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. <laughs> Death ways, yeah. <laughs> Death rattle. Fintok, what do you do? Okay, how many seconds is it a turn technically? Six. I'm not going to bother with stealth. I'm just going to uh, move normally after Vandrev. Sure. Chase him. You are now 30 feet from the floor and you still have movement. I'm going to shoot at him with normal. You may. Can you do it, Fintok? Maybe I should say what I'm going to say first. Before yeah, I shoot. how much health do you think he has left? Probably not that much. Okay, this is going to take... I hope I can say this in seven seconds. Well, I'll give you uh, narrative liberty okay. to say more. We let Doug certainly list off his life story. Yeah, yeah okay. so it's, as it, it's a good thing, a it fitting a, thing to give It was you. the right time. To yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell me, dangle duds. <laughs> let me say it. Okay. <laughs> what? Dangle right. duds. Dangle duds. <laughs> tell, tell, tell me, dangle duds. When your mother cut off your own manhood, did she keep it in a box or just feed it to the pets, you sakatads bodroch? <laughs> Make your shot. Oh, you know he was a bard? Uh, brilliant cutting words. Uh, you should take D4 damage just for being insulted. Maybe I should be rolling on this cloak. Yeah, I was going to say, can you please that's flatten why I, that out? That's why on. I gave you this, because this is doubles as a uh, dice tray. This being a dice tray, Doug, is a hexagonal dice tray of some sort. It's the lid off my yeah. dice tray, which yes. is also a dice tray. It's not a hexagon. It's a dodeca. <laughs> that's a 24. Five, six, seven, eight. It's an octagon. Octagon. That's 24. 24. 24 is, 24. of course, a hit. With just a 1d8 plus... No sneak. 1d8 plus no 4. No sneak. Yeah. Just a 1d8 plus 4. Let's go. 5. Yeah. He's dead. With four hit points left. <laughs> oh, hey. Vandrev drops to the floor and is dead. <laughs> you I, leave my... P I just go. The yeah. Leave my mother out of it, you little... <laughs> What do you do now? It's not about mothers, it's about drow. <laughs> oh, yeah. What do I do now? Ha ha! Ha ha ha! I laugh. And then I realize that Ark was on the floor. Yeah. So I, I... The adrenaline is just pumping. It's only been a few minutes, but this combat is just keeps on going. You're, you're just <laughs> blind to it. Oh, Ark, I hope you heard that one. <laughs> I, 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 I turn around and I'm looking down at the scene of Anastasia running up to Ark's unconscious body. 
and I'm the, the the smile is like dropping from my face, and I'm like, just, oh no, 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 no. That's it. That's my turn. Kobias, out of the water, <laughs> lumbering towards you. Lumbering. <laughs> Dashing towards you, 40 feet. The squid is now right next to you. You really want me to kill this thing? I'm sorry. No, no, no. Let's take a moment to picture what a squid out of water looks like dashing. (laughs) Yeah, it's awful. Octodad. Not only only that, but it's covered in blood and it's falling apart. (laughs) It's used its action to dash. It has no further... It's he's literally just opening. I'm gonna go pee. (laughs) Continue on without me. Fuck off. We can. He's not playing. So I know he's not playing. Yeah, technically that is. I'll let. I'll let. I'll leave that in, Doug. I'll leave it in. That's that's its turn. It can do nothing else. It is Kilgrax's turn. (laughs) Kilgrax. 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 Grax. Now, why does he need to be killed? Kilgrax dashes towards. Anastasia, past her, because he's got more movement than her, 10 feet extra. He looks down at the body of Maya and kicks the corpse as a free action. <laughs> he looks at Ark. Ark! Get up! Get up, Ark! Damn it. Quarthus. Still. It's going to be uncon. You're going to have a wizard on your hands, you know? Just sitting there. How I ro- how <laughs> convenient. We've just lost one. Yeah. <laughs> Doug, Doug, Doug oh, who yeah. does this wizard You're look awake. like? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you fucking if imagine? If we secretly... One of the most popular... If um, me and Doug just secretly talk to each other for the last six weeks and say, do you want to play Quarthus? I'll play the one shit of the, out one of the most One of the most popular programs in... Um, in the Forgotten Realms setting is Wizard Swap. Mm. Similar to Earth's Wife Swap, it's when you take a party and swap <laughs> the wizards. Okay, the yeah, 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 I get it. Zidane's turn. He, is, he and his men have left the cavern. Okay. Okay. No, no. I just want to point out, there is a law, a little law fact that make that joke even more amazing. Shadow Kai are from, like, the Raven Queen, who's the yeah. goddess of death. So it's quite literally, we got one of the dead wizards and then... <laughs> She just got us. Yeah. So that technically works, that joke. Yeah, she gets a dead wizard. We get a dead wizard. Kobias, after Zidane and the Ashmedai have gone, it is back to your turn. Toe to toe, once m- more with the Watcher. Literally. Watcher versus Watcher. Literally just that one scene from Kong Skull Island where he, he fights the octopus in the lake. How many to, attacks yes. do you want to load into this thing? Well, or do you want first to get I'm going to pump two attacks into it. Can I give you a bit of advice? Mm. No. You might like this. You are out of the dim light of the doors that are covered with ice. Mm. You're in darkness. Can you not bonus action shadow blend behind it or wherever you want to go and then have advantage on your first attack but then um, you could also but then you can't make your extra attack your flurry of blows correct and i can't use it as a getaway yes so if i don't kill it in the first two yes i have a choice then i can run or yeah. lean in and, and use my flurry of blows i've got a sneaking suspicion that he's telling you that because you can probably kill it in the first I have, round. I have a feeling that this is like a this is like it's a I, trap. I, I, I feel like I want you to read that impression either, Doug. 
in case it goes wrong. <laughs> He's like a judge in a trial where it's like, what, whatever no, the no, lawyer Doug just said, said ignore that. I'm, that I'm, yeah. I'm leaning in because Doug said that I should. <laughs> Please, Doug being He's not the satisfied ex- killing no, one playable character, no. he wants to kill two. Uh, Doug being the aforementioned don't actually do it on character. Oh, I see. He's, I would he's rather you... to kill everyone all along. <laughs> I'd rather you get the shot. The I don't want to be left the only one alive again. We just did the horns, so we 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 just want we just want the listeners to hear the ten minute death scene. So first attack. I'll leave him alone. Uh, he's been here from the very beginning. I'm gonna, we give it to him. I'll give you a ten minute death scene. Yeah, that's my yeah. turn. Oh God. Okay, first attack. Oh, here we go. 17 plus a lot. Hit. John <laughs> is just kills pulsating <laughs> with excitement. It's a d4, because I'm huge. Max roll on the d4, so that's 12 points of damage for the first punch. Still up. I like to, I like to picture it. He's picked up the squid. And he's just punching it. <laughs> and it's just trying to riddle its tentacles all around him. And he's just fucking wailing into it. 19, I think it is, for the second. Hit. Tentacles slither into his mouth. He just bites it off and spits it out. <laughs> just starts eating the other D6 and the other D4 for this. Is anyone on there? Nine points of damage to the squid for the second hit. Still up. Fuck. <sighs> Kobe, 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 (laughs) Kobe, Kobe. Because I could, I could, I could season one this and roll snake eyes on my last two attacks. I'm playing your song. I'm playing the kaiju fight song. So, fuck. I can't not go for it. But if if I die, I'm gonna feel pissed. So the first attack. Oh my god! What does this mean? You won't be out of escape? No, I won't. This Fuck. is this, this is it. This is it. This is make or break, dude. Don't. I'll give you a little a little DM. It's ba- it's almost dead. Look, we can find it again. <laughs> we can yeah, just escape. Just leave. Just leave, and I can shoot with my crossbow and be the guy that kills that. Also, <laughs> <laughs> then I can have the victory. I'm telling you, please, please don't die. Just escape. <laughs> You know it has limited movement. It can get back into the water, but only if it dashes. Yes, only if it dashes and it'll just get into the water. Yes. Uh, You'll still see it in the water. I'm gonna... Don't. Don't. Don't shadow step? Okay, I'll... No, 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 shadow step. Leave. (laughs) So I'm gonna go 60 feet towards the Dwarven Spirit to the southeast. Don't leave there are no dwarven spirits. They are them. also oh, supposed well, to be I can't see invisible. Them. Yeah, that's right. So I'm um, towards the pillar to the southeast, the second row, just uh, maximum 60 feet. Do you have that key point for being leveling up? Did we give you that one extra? Yeah. Can't you use that to make two further attacks? I, ca- I can. That's what that's what we're debating is whether okay. or not it's worth doing that. Can and you kill it and hit it in two attacks? Well. Can you do it in one attack? He's told us that it's very damaged. He has. He has told us that. It only gets one attack if I try and leave it with normal movement. Look, if if you go down, you still get the death saves. Yeah, that's true. Right? (laughs) Yeah, but then you're... So, so first attack, like I was saying. And then then Carnifex flies in. No, but then it's... Isn't it... Wouldn't it just devour your corpse? (laughs) Your unconscious body with no one around? 18 to hit. You're doing it! Yeah, I'm this doing it. it. This is it. 18 to hit. You hit. <sighs> Fuck off. It's this only is... on one. It's on one hit point. <laughs> no. 
10 points of damage. Nine hit points left. Oh! Fuck off the net. Oh! It is dead. I got... Yes! Oh! Oh, yes! Fucking hell. Please explain... <laughs> Dice, you kill this thing. Dice that thing in a disgusting calamari. <laughs> so as he comes up to me, ready to try and take <sighs> me out in desperation. Oh. John is so relieved because this has been... <laughs> I hate it. I four, hate uh, it. Four months of one... Com- Tobias <laughs> of looks one it day. into its many, many eyes that have disgusted and tormented Fintok for weeks. You don't know how hard we've worked to get here. And he'll punch with the first one yeah. as the squid feels this shock wave through its body, punches it again, and you see this moment of panic. Kabai's looking at it, doesn't know if this is going to work or not, and he's thinking, should I run? Should I go into it? And all he knows is that his friends are back there, and either way, he's got to try. He's got to try for Fintok. He's got to try for the Seekers. This is it. And so he will... Fucking hell. (laughs) He will find a way to the beak. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to punch it right in the top of the beak so hard that it cracks and he follows through with the punch so that the beak comes clean off from its face. And then it falls as blood gushes out. The Watcher... The spider squid collapses to the floor. Your punch sunders its face and rips its beak out. It splits in two and black blood and ink ooze out all over you. And as you draw back your fist, you you see a face of a humanoid creature with blue skin and horns. And we will see you next week. He used to be a tiefling. <laughs> That's what would have happened to me if I hadn't yeah. fucking... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The narrative. His eyes go wide. <laughs> it couldn't, nar- it couldn't have happened any better. His nar- eyes... <laughs> the narrative payoff. Dude, that's not my villain. That's your villain, yeah. dude. Yeah. His eyes go wide. Okay, for, for those of you... Hold on, hold on, hold on. One, on. one more thing. One more thing. And I'm going to fade out on this. So, Doug... As- what does this character look like? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> oh, God. 